This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. And I'm your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Again, I do appreciate it very much. We've had a great day so far. Dr. Kelly Victory in the first hour had a great hour this last hour. And, of course, now we're into hour number three. John Tammy joining us now. He's been with us before. So, John, welcome back. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. No, appreciate it very much. Director of the Center for Economic Freedom at Freedom Works and editor of Real Clear Markets. Let's get into the student loan forgiveness. I call it a debacle because, frankly, it is, and, and I agree with you, it's despicable, shouldn't be happening. It's an overuse of power, a, a huge overuse of power, in my opinion. And, frankly, I, I, I don't think it's constitutional. I don't think it's correct. Yeah, I, that's what I hope. I hope Republicans start with that, or uh, Democrats, too. Uh, President Biden doesn't have the uh, power to do this. He does not have the authority. That Congress has the power of the purse. And so I hope they take this to the Supreme Court. After oh, yeah, and real, and real quick, John, I want to stop for just one second, because I think folks need to understand this in their inner circles, because I've seen enough Facebook posts and so on by even conservatives where I'm not sure conservatives really even understand what's happening i mean this is money that we loaned that we expect to have back with interest so this is essentially uh, on, our, on our balance sheet this is a loan that we have loaned it's an accounts receivable if you would that we are expecting to get paid back and what biden did was just wiped off put it into bad debt x amount of this so it goes from a receivable into an expense so in a sense even though he didn't really spend money he did Yes, he did. Uh, let's never forget that government can't give out what it hasn't taken first. Right. And so someone somewhere went with less so that people could go to college. And based on that, for President Biden to erase that debt, the debt doesn't disappear. It's just taken on by other people, uh, not those who took on the debt in the first place. Correct. And just like a business that would have bad debt. So if you're a business and you're expecting $100,000 to come in and all of a sudden that particular customer stiffs you and you don't get the 100 grand, guess what? You got to make that up somewhere else, John, because you did the business. You created whatever needed to be provided to that particular customer for the 100 grand, i.e. in this case we loan this money to the students so they give it to the college of their choice. Bottom line is we now expect that back, we're not going to get it back. Yeah, and 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 I I wish I hope our side sticks to the immorality of it instead of getting into, well, it could cause inflation or it's this and that. No, 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 no. Focus on it's wrong. When, when you start talking about, and I disagree that it would cause inflation, once you start talking about that, you create the perception that it would be justified if there weren't externalities. Correct. No, someone borrowed the money, they owe it. End of story. Right. I agree. And now... I'm also one where I do think this has ill effect economically speaking as well. That's a whole nother, you know, whole nother, you know, side story. Uh, but to your point, it's not the story we need to run off of. And and I think the other thing too that that I've seen, and I've seen multiple memes on this. And again, not not trying to get into the the you know the, the you know the the minutia of this, but the reality is there's memes going around saying, well, what somebody else's debt now becomes. Our debt. Well, the reality is we spent this money and went into debt long ago to actually create this in the first place. So the reality is, I don't know that that's totally true either, John. The bottom line is, it's just immoral. We're forgiving debt we shouldn't be. Yeah, no. You could, if we want to go back in time, we could say that uh, there's clearly nothing in the Constitution that empowers the federal government to make college a possibility for people. So if we want to get into that, sure. I mean, it, the original sin was the lending in the first place. Right. 
that is devalued degrees and is just devalued uh, what makes a college degree valuable, which is the sacrifice that people go through in order to get one. We've taken that away in the sense we've robbed the poorest, mm-hmm. uh, those that are least connected, of the genius of a degree. It used to be that if you got through college, A, you accomplished something academically, but much more important, you accomplished something financially. And so government, in its infinite wisdom of, of trying to do things that feel good, has actually robbed those who most needed that, hey, I finished it and it was difficult. They've robbed them of that. Now no one takes it seriously because they know you can get however much money you want from government to get that degree. And and you know this as well as I, too. The other thing that happened when the government got into the student loan business is, number one, it raised all the prices overnight because they, every one of these colleges knew that almost any student walking in could get money for whatever you know worthless degree they wanted to get at the end of the day. It, it, to your point, it devalued a college education in the first place. And then on top of that, we did end up with people going and getting degrees for things that, frankly, let's face it, those that are getting, this is my biggest thing, too, that I just, it chaps my hide. We're giving this debt relief to people that didn't think thoroughly about what degree they should get in the first place, because at the end of the day, if their college education isn't creating the amount of wealth they should be getting right now to not have to pay the debt back, it tells you they have a worthless degree, in my opinion. Well, the one thing I would say there is that's probably where I would quibble and not for the reasons you think. To me, it was never about the education. We are the most dynamic economy on earth. And by that, what I'm saying is the nature of work changes all the time. So colleges, by definition, are teaching yesterday's news. It was never about the education. What used to matter with colleges is, A, it signaled that you were really smart, that you got into some place difficult, or it signaled that you made immense sacrifices. You worked mm. two jobs, Good worked point. summers to get through. That was the value. It was never the learning. And so, again, I think when we focus on, oh, well, they, they were philosophy majors. Oh, please, tell me what, what they teach you in business classes or accounting classes that prepares you for the future. Any job that's a good job in America, you're going to learn on the fly as is. It was True. about the sacrifice, and they've robbed us of the sacrifice. I don't even agree that it's driven up the cost of education. As I look at private schools across the country, they've skyrocketed in cost, too, and government's not subsidizing that. The reality is government robbed those with the least of the genius of having accomplished something. And that is that is the most hideous thing about this, in addition to the immorality of forgiveness. Yeah, I don't know that I can argue any of that. The only thing I, I might take issue with is I, I do think it drove up the cost of education because anytime you make money more available even if it's just in one sector and not the other it's still going to drive up those costs across the board because if the public education costs go up so does the private school costs yeah no i hear you but it's very interesting if you look at uh, private high schools and grade schools in colorado i guarantee if you look at tuition at them in 1980 versus today that the increase has been somewhat similar. To some degree, and this is not me excusing what's happened, a lot of the reason education has become more expensive in modern times is because we're the richest nation on earth. True. And oh, by the way, the whole world is liberalizing their economies like us. And so we have people around the world who want the American college experience, the American high school experience. And so I think there's something bullish within this, but of course it's being glossed over by politics. True. And again, I, and I do agree with you on just the simple facts. Keep it. And I always say this. If you're going to go fight an argument, we don't need to get into all these other details. Just simply fight on the one simple fact that this is immoral. It's most likely illegal. It, it's not putting the separation of powers that our Constitution you know, put into motion in the first place, what our founding fathers wanted in the first place. You know, we're convoluting that, and that's not the way it's supposed to be, period. That, that's the main issue. Yeah, I I think you're so right, and it's true in so many areas. I always tell people, focus on freedom first. Never, never get into, well, this policy would do this better than this policy. Once you're not focused on freedom, you're going to get caught in in some dumb arguments. Free people, freedom is what matters. Everything else is 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 just excess. Yeah, and, and you know, not to swift, you know, switch gears greatly, but this week I've been talking about some of the quote unquote, you know, green energy and the the you know carbon neutral fallacy, which doesn't exist, and all these different things. And it's the same point there, John. You know, we can get in all of this different minutia that's out there, but the bottom line is focus on the facts that there is no such thing as green energy because you have to use oil any way, shape, or form to even create what they. They call green energy in the first place, so it ain't green. 
No, it's not green, but let's let's add this. Maybe there, let, let, let me try this on you. Maybe there is a future for green, but you can only get to it if we become a rich nation, an even richer nation first. There's lots of things that we will pay for. Would Whole Foods have done well in the 1950s? No, no. but it does very well in the 2020s. True. Why? Because Americans get richer by the day because they're free to prosper. And so if you want these things, you can't decree a green future. Right. But it might be possible that Americans become so prosperous that they say, right or wrong, you know, this is what we want. This is the, these are the kinds of things we want, and we will pay for them, in which case I have no problem with it. Yep, it's, it's, yep. agree. If the market wants it, let, let's let it agree. have it, but let's make it a free thing, not a government decreed thing. That's exactly No, I, you and I are in the – it's my, my position. I'm a car guy, and it's my position on EVs. I am not at all, never have been. I know there's a lot of conservatives that are, but I'm not anti-EV any way, shape, or form. I'm anti having EV shoved down my throat and being mandated like California just did that I'm fully against. But the free market, whatever it wants to do, I'm all in, John. Precisely. And, and, and it's apparent that people really like these electric cars. Um, look, you can't build a company based on a $7,500 subsidy. And to be fair to Tesla, they only got that subsidy on the first 300,000 vehicles right. sold. That's right. People like it, to your point. And so, but precisely because they like it, there was never a need for the subsidy. And I think it's a shame because it discredited Elon Musk's genius in the eyes yeah. of a lot of our people, which I think is sad. I think Elon Musk is a beautiful, very American story of this kid growing up in South Africa who had a romantic view of the United States. Nothing makes me prouder than to read stories like his where all he wanted was to be here. And it's been it's been ruined, in a sense, by yep. a subsidy that he never needed. That's right. No, you're exactly right. In fact, I've, I've said this. I've even gotten on some of, my, some of my listeners about being anti-EV. I own an EV. I know very well how they work, and I bought one just so I could learn and, and understand how they worked and the whole aspect of it and what we degrade in the wintertime with our colder months and so on. So I did it really, again, I'm a car guy. I love cars. I'm never against the car itself. I'm, I'm against a lot of the policies and things that get shoved down our throats in that regard. But I think what happened, and, and this is this is to the detriment of of the left, by the way, because of those subsidies and the fact that they have shoved some of this down our throats. The reality is they've taken what I think in a lot of cases is a very, very good car, and they've ruined the perception of it by a lot of individuals, including those on the right, when that's not the case at all. Absolutely. Let's never forget that the, te the 2012 Tesla won Motor Trend's Car of the Year. I think it was the first unanimous victor in the history of, of Motor Trend. It was decreed at the time the safest car on earth. Um, incredibly fast, as you know. There's just all sorts of good things, and it, it's, it's just such a shame because people say, oh, he's a crony capitalist. No, no, no. You can't create a car that brilliant if you're just a crony. Right. And so, again... Well, this, as it's turned out, he's brilliant. far from it because now the left has uh, disowned him. That's right. Yeah, because he's, he's moved. To, he's moved to our side. As yeah, I mean, it's it's not that you know the, those that were on that side. And again, I'm no Elon Musk fanboy. I think that he very very smart individual. To your point, he took what was given to him by government. You know, did he lobby for some of those things? I have no idea, John. At the end of the day, they were there. He took them. He took advantage of it. I think he could have built a great company without that. But the reality is, he used it, and it is what it is at this point. You can't go back and change things. Although. I will say, and I agree with you 100% here, because of all of that, it even tainted a lot of the other car companies and the innovation that some of those companies have, which, by the way, is as good or better than Tesla in some cases, but they're not getting that notoriety because we shoot them down too soon. Yep. No, no, I think you're right. Go government can only warp perceptions that can only warp markets. And, and, right. and this was a mistake because people wanted it. You like it. You're hardly some pinko. You just... I. I you, you are among many people I know on our side who just love the electric vehicle. And so hopefully someday I can get one, too. They work great. And again, do they have their purpose? Do they have their place? And is it for somebody that's going to drive cross-country? Of course not. I mean, it's for that particular family or individual where you've got the vehicle that if you want to go cross-country, you can hop in it and go. But if most of what you do is around town and you're within, you know, 150 to 200 miles per day, which, by the way, 99% of us are, John, it works out perfect. Yep. So, good stuff. John, I appreciate it. How do folks find you, by the way? And I enjoy talking to you. It's always a joy, sir. 
Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, you can find I'm editor of Real Clear Markets. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at John Tamney. Amazon, I've got five books out. My next one uh, called The Money Confusion comes out on October 18th. It's uh, all about explains money in 40,000 short words. It, it explains yeah. money and inflation for everyone. Well, let's so get you back on uh, about the time that's ready to launch. We'll have you back on and talk about it. That'd be great. Thank awesome. you so John, much. John, appreciate it. Have a great evening, sir. Appreciate it very much. Uh, Gino's Auto Service is up next, and we're talking about vehicles, and uh, they can take your vehicle and make it last longer. And by the way, most vehicles today, uh, again, perception is, oh, my car's got 100,000 miles on, I need to trade it off. Um, No, uh, that hasn't been the case in probably 20-plus years. Vehicles will run much, much, much longer than that. In the case of modern vehicles, ones that are even bought within the last five years, it is not uncommon to get 300,000 miles out of those vehicles. So, no, you do not have to trade your vehicle in and get rid of it when it's got 100,000 miles. Genos can keep your vehicle in top working order. 303-794-6700. That's genosautoservice.com. Genos is having a sale on all Napa air, oil, and cabin filters. One of the best things you can do for your vehicle is to have the oil changed at your recommended service intervals. Napa high-performance filters can increase power and help with fuel economy. Does your vehicle's air conditioner put out a musty or mildew-like smell? Cabin filter contaminants can cause allergies and compromise airflow volume. Geno's evaporator cleaning and a new Napa cabin filter will take care of that. By replacing your cabin filter, you will be restoring efficiency and clean air in your vehicle. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We are AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Take care of your car and save on Napa filters. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. 25% off. Yes, if you put a window or door order in right now in the month of September, 25% off veteran windows and doors. Call Dave, have him come out today, or should say tomorrow, 303-529-0720. Dave Bancroft, owner of Veteran Windows and Doors, is so confident in his quality, service, and fair prices that he challenges you to find three quotes from the competitors that even come close. Dave doesn't just go above and beyond your expectations. He does it all at up to half the cost. Veteran Windows and Doors is founded on the Marine Corps ideals of integrity, knowledge, and dependability. And Dave practices these principles in every deal he makes. That's why Veteran Windows and Doors prioritizes giving you the information you need to feel confident in your decision. Like their lifetime warranty on your purchase, they also offer a five-year installation guarantee and ensure that your energy efficiency ratings exceed the required code standards. Pay up to half the cost when you work with Veteran Windows and Doors. See the savings for yourself with a comparison quote. Now, for the month of September only, get 25% off when you mention KLZ Radio. Call Dave at 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or visit klzradio.com windows. Group insurance analysts, again, for all of your insurance need, uh, health insurance, by the way, they can do that, business, all of your toys, your house, you name it. They can do it all, e-gia.com, 303-423-0162. Finding insurance can be confusing, and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars out of your pocket. You need an independent insurance broker to help you find the best coverage that fits your needs and at the very best premium. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance and his team of independent insurance specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. GIA never charges fees and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local, hands-on service you don't get with a call center or going online. Whether it is your home, auto, Medicare, life, ACA, health, or business insurance, GIA has got you covered. They have been doing this as independent brokers since 1984. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Don't make this another missed opportunity. Stop spinning your wheels by working yourself to death while just trying to keep your business from sinking. 
Stop ignoring your options and take help from John Rush. He doesn't want to work with you to see your business just survive. With a free 30-minute consultation, John will give you an overview of how you can make your business thrive, even through something like a recession. You know you've been looking the other way and that you needed help a long time ago. John isn't here to judge you. He's here to help you succeed. Get off dead center and choose more for your business and for yourself. Email John Rush now at john at rushtoreason.com. Again, that's john at rushtoreason.com. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Do a quick segment here. Went a little bit long with John, but it was great, and I enjoy talking to him. We'll come back and have Scott Garlish join us here in just a few minutes. I'm sure by now, unless you live in a cave, that uh, you know that Queen Elizabeth died. I believe she was 96 years of age. I think uh, Charles, or King Charles now, he was prince, but he'll be King Charles now and uh, what happens to the monarchy you know there's lots of rumblings around those lines and we will we will see joe what's going on sir john i know you got a guest coming on you're fine but, go uh, ahead just, uh regarding the, the biden loan forgiveness you know the initial 10 and 20 is just the tip of the iceberg um if you've got twelve thousand or less and you've had that loan for 20 years and again if you've already had it for 11 you've only got nine to go that remaining twelve thousand will be forgiven mm-hmm. in the future mm-hmm. And since you only have to pay 1% of your discretionary, excuse me, 5% of your discretionary income, which works out to about a 1% interest rate with the government picking up the balance. Um, So, again, if you have a $60,000 loan and you're paying $61 a month for it, the government is picking up the the balance of that interest, which would be another $230 a month every month. Right. So... So you're talking, you know, for again for that sixty thousand dollar loan, the government's going to be paying two thirty a month every month for just that one loan, and then after nine, or you know, depending on how many years you've had it, but after a total of twenty, that loan is completely forgiven. And even if people won the lottery or their rich uncle Harry died, when you have an effective interest rate or one or one and a half percent, you would have to be incredibly stupid to ever pay that loan back. Do you know what the two year? Right. Do you know what the interest rate on a two year Treasury bill is as of today? Oh, you know, I haven't looked. Three and a half percent. I was going to say, three, it's around 3% is what I was guess, so three it, and a half. It's, it's like 3.47. Right. So why would if, you pay that loan off at a point or a point and a half? Yeah, John, if I, if, if, let's say, you know, you owed 50000 and you won the state lottery or Rich Uncle Harry died, and you had 50000 would you pay the 50000 back no. or would you put it in the 3.5% tax-free treasury bill? No, we have, I have this conversation with clients on an ongoing basis. It's no different, Joe, than when you have a car loan, but you're already way past the halfway point at that point. If you, there's no sense paying that car off, the little bit of interest that's left on that, there is no sense paying that car off because the interest rate is so low at that point, just keep making payments. Right, which means that since nobody will now ever want to pay off another another student loan in the future, instead of the student loan balances going down, they will just swell back up. Whatever dent he's yep. going to make Yep. I think it was $1.7 trillion, and he's going to forgive, what, $300 billion? Well, that well that's a low number, I think. I think it could go as high as eight, seven, or 8 Well, that's the, you're talking about the cost, but the point is, if he forgives $300 billion of the $1.7, you are temporarily down to $1.4. But guess what? You take away any incentive to repay any future loans, you will be back True. way beyond that $1.7 in just a few, just yep. a matter of a few Great years. Great point. Great point. No, well, spot on, Joe. You're exactly right. That's exactly what will happen. All right. Always and, a cause uh, and effect, isn't there? Yes, yeah. There's uh, no no uh, government. You know, government makes the problem, and then government solutions make make only make the problem worse. Okay, real quick before I let you go, what did you do to uh, do your offset of carbon? You know, to be carbon neutral tonight. Did you uh, read my what uh, I did? Uh, briefly, for I didn't have a chance to read it all the way through, but briefly, go ahead. Well, so uh, I uh, so first of all, I decided to have some. Uh, re- re- I had some recycled grass and corn that I recycled. A friend of mine has a steer that recycles <laughs> grass and corn and converted that grass and corn into something he calls steak. There you go. I then had some um, grape juice that had gone bad and was no longer sweet. So rather than throw out that, that spoiled grape juice, I forced myself to drink that spoiled grape juice. I then had some asparagus that I was assured had been harvested by hand, no mechanized, and was transported to my grocery store by a uh, 
eight, uh, an all-electric EV 18-wheeler. Um, oh, and then I had some wheat that had been ground into flour by hand and formed into a loaf and baked in an all-electric oven into something they call bread. That's funny. So that's that's what I've been doing. That's too. funny. That's fu- I mean, again, Joe, I, I had an argument a little bit in what didn't last very long yesterday with a liberal listener that told me I was flat out wrong when I said that being carbon neutral is nothing more than one big feel-good lie from the left because it is absolutely physically impossible to be carbon neutral. It does not exist. You exhale, you produce CO2 when you exhale. It's impossible to get there, Joe. The only way they're doing it, because it feels good, is they're buying those credits, spending money somewhere. Because you know what got me started on that was Apple's big presentation yesterday and the fact that, oh, yeah, we'll be carbon neutral across our entire company by 2030. No, you oh. won't. No, you no, won't. You won't. No, you won't. No, you won't. And, um, uh, oh, you know, and by the way, as much as I like Apple, that, that's just a flat-out lie to their customers. It's not going to happen. No, it, it it can't happen. And then you look at, you know, the building you're in. How do you think all that the bricks and concrete exactly and transported? Exactly. Uh, you, you know, you just cannot get to. Nope, it's a fallacy. It, it, I don't care. I don't care how you want to do the math on it, Joe. It's impossible to get there. It's a fallacy. And by the way, uh, you you can ha- you someday if we could create all the solar and wind to generate all of our needs, and we had the battery storage capacity, which doesn't exist. Unless and until you can get 100% solar capacity, actually it would have to be 200%. I'll tell you why, because there are times when the wind doesn't That's blow and the sun doesn't shine. That's right. That's right. So you have to have at least 200% total generating capacity. Then you have to have a mechanism to store half of that. And until you get there, you will always need 100% fossil fuel or nuclear or hydro backup. Because if you get a day when the sun doesn't shine and the wind isn't blowing, yep. you have to fall back on traditional That's power. Right. You cannot... Cool shut down your traditional generation just because you've got 100 percent nope you cannot and on top of that to even get all of that produced you still need oil still need oil (laughs) you're never getting that's the thing that the left doesn't understand you will always 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 need to drill for oil it's not going away if you like the lifestyle you have now so you're not going to donate to the sierra club to stop from drilling in alaska i am not in fact i would rather go the other direction say drill 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 let's go did you see that? Uh, yes, I did. What a what again? What a fallacy! It's just a joke, Joe. They, they lie. They lie. Plain and simple. You love the picture they put there. Yeah, the, that's the, that's the how smoke. they lie because they put things up that aren't even true. Yeah, they. And for the listeners, the Sierra Club is is trying to stop drilling in um, Alaska. By Alaska, six hundred sixty-five thousand square miles, and they want to put a little oil field, maybe a couple of dozen square miles. They put this picture of smokestacks spewing stuff. Oil wells, if you've driven up I-25, you look to the left, you see these oil wells with cows grazing next to them and, That's right. you know, and, and rabbits you know, you know, in and around and the pheasants and, and, and the grouse. The, the oil wells do not destroy the environment. Uh, you, you'll see that as you drive up I-25. You, you see them off to, the west, off to the west side of the highway there. So. Yep. All Joe, right, good stuff as always. Have a great on. night. Enjoy your steak. You too. All right, man. Take care. Uh, Extreme Auto Repair coming up next, folks. They want to take care of all of your vehicle's needs, whatever they are. Just talk to Extreme. Don't forget they've got Cooper Tires at cost as well. KLZRadio.com, 303-841-1071. Go with your gut. You know when an estimate from a mechanic doesn't feel right. Maybe they're telling you to fix a bunch of stuff you didn't even know was broken. Maybe their prices seem surprisingly high. The team at Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will give you a second opinion for free so you know what's reasonable and what's not. They can typically beat the prices of their competitors, but they won't hold it against you if you decide to go back to the first guy. Either way, you have the peace of mind. The team at Extreme Auto Repair wants to keep you safe and help your vehicle last longer, but they never want to pressure you into repairs that you don't really need. So with every estimate, the team at Extreme Auto Repair will give you a priority list, showing you all of your recommended maintenance items in order, from most to least important. That way, you decide what you want to take care of now and what can wait until later. Free second opinions at klzradio.com slash extreme. Promises kept. Absolute electrical heating and air. They want to help you with all of your heating, electrical, AC needs as well. And no, we're not out of the heat. You still need air conditioning. But they've got a way to help you get things cooled down. Ask about the Quiet Cool system, by the way. 720-526-0231. It pays off to be cool when you make an investment with a quiet cool fan system. You keep the heat away and get your money back in energy savings.
You get a return on your energy efficiency when you get a quiet cool system installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air that pays for itself with how much money you can save. Quiet cool systems save you between 50 and 90% on your air conditioning costs. The motor inside works efficiently to pull hot, stuffy air out of the house and replace it with clean, fresh air. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, whole house fans, including your new quiet cool, are the most energy efficient way to cool your home. With the energy savings from your quiet cool installation done by the experts at Absolute, you'll be paying yourself back for years to come. Invest in energy efficiency now. Call today at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. High Five Plumbing, all of your needs. Plumbing needs one place, folks. Just go to 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. You can find them at KLZ List. can find them at KLZ Radio. Dot com as well. Remember, all of KLZ listeners, no service fee at all, and ask about their water treatment systems. Again, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Experts need physical eyes on the problem, but you'd like to know how much it's going to cost before you commit to one plumber, especially when it's a big fix. High Five Plumbing gives you FaceTime digitally with High Five Live, because to give you an honest quote, ethical plumbers need to see the problem. With High Five Live, you get the real price without waiting around all day. Your session tells you what needs to be done faster than seeing an in-person plumber. That way, you get the chance to talk to a master plumber before they dispatch anyone to your location. Get your estimate while avoiding any unnecessary wait times and substantial dispatch fees. For a limited time, KLZ listeners get a free tub of pipe-clearing BioClean with the completion of any service. Schedule your appointment service fee-free by mentioning KLZ through High Five at HighFivePlumbing.com. For an estimate from a real plumber, that's highfiveplumbing.com. You can also call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. All right, we've got Scott Garlish joining us in just one second. Before that, though, Bill and Lakewood called in. Bill, what's going on? Hey, just a kind of a quick clarification there. People are calling these fossil fuels, but they're naturally occurring fuels. Agree. We have natural gas, the the Earth creates oil yep. every day. It oozes yep. up from the ocean floor. So they really are natural fuels. Agree. So I don't think we should be... I had that argument a long time ago with a you know guy that wrote a book, and we kind of went round and round over that, Bill, because I, I, I agree with you. It, it, these did not come from fossils or dinosaurs. I mean, I know that's what everybody calls them. It's sort of like Kleenex being called Kleenex when it's a tissue. But, yeah, I'm with you. It, it's, it, it's been proven. They replenish so themselves. Anyway. Old wells even will come back to life and so on. So you're 100% correct. You know, and if they if the oil did come from dinosaurs, that means all the dinosaurs were into Saudi Arabia to die. Yeah, I, no, I didn't didn't so. happen that way. You know that as well as I, Bill. Yeah, I think uh, let's call them natural fuels because yep. they're naturally occurring. That's right. Good, good one, Bill. Appreciate it very much. You are spot on. Scott Garlish joining us now. Scott, how are you, sir? Hey, John, I'm well. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. Speaking of those natural fuels, um, they are used to power. Our country, and even out in California, believe it or not, as you just sent me, the natural gas accounts for 40% of their electric supply. 10% is nuclear. Hydropower is only 7 which, by the way, it needs to be much higher than that. And then they make that up with wind and solar at about 40%. The problem is wind and solar is not reliable. Yeah, well, and, I mean, hydroelectric isn't necessarily reliable either. I mean, it was just four years ago, it was 21%. Right. You know, they've been dealing with... They've been dealing with droughts, and if you have, you know, you're banking on that big supply to, to, I mean, China's dealing with the same thing, too, where China's having an energy crisis because a lot of their power is being generated in a region that's going through a huge drought, and it's all hydroelectric generated. Yep, and again, part of that is because countries, states, don't do a very good job of managing their water. In the case of California, they're one of the few states in the pack that won't agree and conserve the way that they ought to be. I've had this discussion with many people. You know, we in Colorado do, Utah does, Nevada does. Uh, It's unfortunate that California doesn't do it. uh, Yet, and and by the way, Scott, why states like Colorado don't just tell California to pound sand? Uh, I mean, we control it. We're here. We're the ones that control the river. Why we don't just say, you know what, guys, you're not getting anymore. Till you can, can you, till you guys can learn how to use this correctly, we're shutting you off. I don't know why we don't do that. 
It's a great question. Because if we did, believe me, overnight they'd figure it out. Real quick, other thing that I don't understand, and maybe you as a as a guy in Wall Street do, why eons ago we didn't take our coastal areas, especially in the drought-stricken areas of California, because it's always been a very you know dry, arid area, why we don't do desalinization for the drinking water there and utilize all of that other water for other sources. I don't understand why we didn't do that years ago. I mean, I know it's expensive, but we're a country that's very wealthy. If countries like Israel can do it, we can. I never figured that one out. That just it doesn't make sense. That would, yes, desalinization plants would would go a long way to improving the availability of water supply. And for people that really want to conserve, you know, what's going on with rivers and less river usage, and I, I think that would help immensely. Agree. Okay. Anyways, back back to what's going on in the market. We saw Queen of England died today. I know that really doesn't necessarily affect us in, in, in you know in America, although the world markets do. Has there been any rumblings or anything that's come out of that? You and I haven't talked since that news came out. Has there been anything come of that? No, no, I haven't really. Uh, the, the pound dropped a little bit on the news. Um, people are just worried about stability. But end of the day, you know, I mean, you know, Queen Elizabeth served for a long time, it was over 70 years, and you know, she was 96 years old. Um, Unfortunately, I feel badly for her family, but to some extent, something like this was expected. Sure. No, I I think they've all kind of been expecting it. The other thing, though, that has happened there, I did see the news on this, their new prime minister has come out and said, guess what? We're opening up leases. We're reversing our policy on fracking. That has to be good news for them because they are extremely dependent upon Russia for their energy. they got to get that turned around. At least they took a step in the right direction today. Yeah, yeah, com- completely. Um, you know, there are a bunch of other countries within Europe that banned fracking a few years back. Um, you know, you've got to think a lot of these guys are going to be rethinking that. Well, I talked about this a little bit yesterday with another guest I had. When you do what they did and then you get in bed with literally your enemy, which is exactly what they did with Putin, that's a recipe for disaster, Scott. I mean, I don't know what those guys were thinking. <laughs> that's it. It's, it's another one. It's, it's, it's really hard to explain. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, they're having a major wake-up call. I think, you know, one of the other things, you know, we were talking about California, and, and California is sort of like a, a leading state with some of the other states in the nation do. They, they right. look at some of the changes That's in right. places like California. And so what California is showing, it's one of the things we've talked about. Yes, you can have, you know, renewable energy resources like wind and solar be part of your grid, but they're just not proving to be reliable grid base power right now. Right. And so Europe is finding this out, too, that, you know, when the winds died on the North Sea and all their windmills weren't generating power, and it's like, oh, my gosh, we need natural gas. They're finding out these, you know, uh, what were you just calling them, uh, natural, not, not Yeah, n- natural resources, you know, natural, maybe we call it natural gas, natural oils, what we should call it. Instead of calling them fossil fuels, let's call them natural resources, because that's what they are. Yeah, and, and so, you know, we are really dependent on that, and we need those for stable base electricity. That's right. That's right. And, it, it, and if we don't, what we're going to see is we're going to see situations like what we've been seeing in California, where power demand's going to spike, and then it's going to get dark because the sun's going to set, and those solar panels are going to go offline until the sun rises again, and God forbid it turns into a cloudy day the next day. That's going to be a problem as well. That's exactly right. No, and, and again, these are, these are things that, to your point, I've said it all along, what happens on the coast, in this particular case the West Coast, that works its way inward, and that's exactly what you just said a moment ago, because that's that's what happens. What happens on the coast will work its way inward. Whatever policies they do, with whatever decisions they make, whatever trends they're setting, clothing-wise, car-wise, and so on, it always works its way inward. Correct. And the, the thing that, you know, some people should, should pay attention to, and this is what Wall Street will look at, have a look at this too, is California accounts for about 13% of national GDP. Mm. It could be one of the big, biggest standalone economies in the world, if it were. Right, it's a country. country. That's right. Um, yeah, it's, it's also the largest manufacturing state in the country. So decisions on stuff like this, you know, that affects everybody. And, you know, so 
it, you don't think it's you think it's a California isolated problem, but if it persists, hmm. it can become a problem for everybody in the nation. Just I mean, think about the supply chain issues we've yep. dealt with. Great point. The ports and yeah, that could that could really blow up and be a problem everywhere. No, that that no, you you have a great point. All right, Wall Street wise, I mean, I know the Feds had uh, some conversations, some things were leaked out. Yeah. I know there's no decisions that, that that are you know that are made, uh, but things will be coming. Uh, in the not-too-distant future. I don't have exactly the date that they're going to meet again, but I believe it's later this month. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, it's, uh, I believe it's like September 20th and 21st, I think, is when they meet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, look, they're probably going to hike interest rates by another half a percent to three-quarters of a percent. That's pretty much baked in or expected at this point. Um, the question is going to be whether or not they start backing because they, they've raised rates so much. You know, we look at things like gas prices. I think gas prices have fallen out for 86 straight days. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a big inflation indicator that's coming off, you know. Does it persist for another three months? We'll see. Um, but if we see the inflation metrics start really backing down, you know, the Fed can start to get a lot less aggressive on rate hikes. Mm. I um question I was going to have along those same lines is, OPEC, you know, they announced, I think, yesterday or today that they're going to cut production because they don't like oil, of course, sitting around $80 a barrel, which, again, is going to which is going to just push gas prices back up again. To your point, they've been falling. They'll go back up again because of that. What, what are your thoughts yeah. there? What are your predictions? I, you know, typically in the past, when OPEC starts cutting production, if it's because they're, they're late um, and they sort of lost the man, momentum, We'll see. I mean, a big part of what's going on right now, too, is with all these lockdowns, the rotating lockdowns in China, that's really hurting things from an oil demand perspective. Hmm. So once uh, China's got a big meeting coming up in October where President Xi is supposedly going to get renominated for another term, once that gets, once China gets beyond that, China may not do these rolling lockdowns anymore. And so we'll see if that doesn't happen. You can see oil demand start to pick back up in October. So, you know, if OPEC's cutting and oil demand picks back up, that could start to run prices back toward $100. If that happens, you know, that would probably drive gas prices and inflation back up. Saw today also, my son and I were talking earlier, where sort of under the radar, the Biden administration, I believe, I believe this is correct. You would know this better than I. They are limiting and are cutting off our exports of natural gas to Europe. Is that, in fact, true? You know, I haven't seen that. What I did see it was uh, her name. Her last name is Granholm. She's the energy secretary. She was recently telling U.S. Uh, domestic, or she's telling domestic energy producers to stop shipping supplies overseas. I thought that was very odd. After mm. we're asking Europe to be our partner on boycotts with every, with Russia and everything that's going on with Russia and Ukraine. You know, saying we'll help them out, then to turn around and potentially cut them off. I mean, that's going to create massive runaway inflation. I mean, Europe's already seeing that, but that's going to make the situation way worse. And that's not, you know, if you're trying to build this partnership and and have everybody work together in the same direction, that's the complete opposite. Uh, And again, I've not been able to verify that. I, I just sort of heard that through. The grapevine, maybe something you and I can verify. Talk about it again next week. But to your point, sure. if that, if in fact that's happening, that's that's not good for that relationship at all. No, not not good for that relationship at all. That that would be very bad. Where do you see? And again, I, I think. I don't have a crystal ball. I know you don't as well. Although you and I have talked, and I'm one that says I think this is going to be a long softer recession than what we've seen in the past. It's not going to be anywhere close because we're already in it. It's not going to be anywhere as close to where we were in 08. But I also think because of the fact we're not dealing with it correctly, we're going to see it last longer. What do you hear on the streets in that regard? Yeah, yeah, no, there's definitely, um, there's there's much more of that. There, there are a number of people starting to come out and say that uh, this could definitely take a lot longer. You know, along those lines, um, I look at stuff like there's a law that uh, Gavin Newsom recently passed. It was signed, I believe it was Monday in California. It's called the FAST Act. It has to do with uh, fast food companies. Yes, 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 yes. The minimum wage. Yes, I saw that. We talked about it. Yeah. And, and so it could drive 
the minimum, basically it's going to let the employees are going to be able to start setting minimum wage. So they're going to have a, a much bigger say. They're talking about the potential for minimum wage to go, go up to $22 an hour next year in California. Right. Uh, that's the, the current minimum wage. There's $15, and I think there's a university in San Francisco and then Harvard Business School study that said the average pays around 16.21. So let's say you're driving it up by six, seven dollars. That that is a massive increase. It's almost 50 percent. Yeah. And so we talk about you know what got us here from an inflation standpoint. You know, obviously, all the federal stimulus has pumped into the economy, but. You know, the federal government pushing all these companies to start driving their minimum wages up on their own by threatening to do it via law, I mean, that's a big part yeah. of expenses. I mean, Agreed. Talk, there, was, there was a University of California Riverside study that said uh, it could generate a 60% increase in labor costs for restaurants in wow. the state of California. Wow. And it could raise, raise fast food prices by 20%. Yep, that's huge. I mean, that's 500,000 workers in that state. That's right. So, again, that's that's massive inflation. I mean, what you could see is just some of these companies either don't expand anymore in California, pull back on the number of employees yep. and go toward robots, or they just pull out altogether. Yep, that's exactly right. No, I, and somebody else just texted and said, we've also got to quit printing money if we're going to stop inflation. We still haven't done that yet, so that's a whole other conversation. But, Scott, how do folks get a hold of you, sir? Sure. Sansburyinvestor.com. Um, come check out our free stuff. Come check out our paid stuff for the Apple guy. Scott, as always, appreciate it, sir. Have a great night. John, thanks for your time. You bet. We appreciate it very much. And it's close to 8 o'clock where he's at. So I appreciate Scott taking time out of his evening to join us. Flesh and Beck is up next. Kevin Flesh, give him a call. Anything you need, legally speaking, he's there for you. More than willing to represent you all the way to court if need be. 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. All right, folks, make sure that your your security on your network is top-notch and where it needs to be. And it's not just in hardware or software. It can be in the behavior of you and your people as well. Denver IT Security can help you with all of that. DenverITSecurity.com slash KLZ or KLZRadio.com. You want to secure your business from cyber threats, but you don't want to make things more complicated for your employees. Memorizing more passwords, connecting to VPNs, learning new software, and disrupting their normal workflows, all of these can reduce your employees' productivity. Regain efficiency and enable your staff to do their work securely. The team at Denver ID Security can increase your business's security and improve employee productivity at the same time. Using the latest technologies, employees can connect securely from anywhere, planes, hotels, coffee shops, or home without effort. Passwords that don't need to be remembered. Connections that automatically secure themselves and safer browsing will enable employees to focus on their job, not technology. To learn more about how your business can run more securely and efficiently, contact John Kanata at denveritsecurity.com slash KLZ to schedule a free initial consultation. That's denveritsecurity.com slash KLZ. All right, energy prices, they're going to go up. And we've talked about that, not with just Scott, but on numerous occasions. I keep talking about it. It is going to go up. In fact, they're asking right now here in Colorado to raise it again. So we've got an answer for you. Solar Energy Partners has the ability to help you lower that cost, put some money back in your pocket, actually, at the end of the day. And it's an easy phone call, 303-378-7537. When you pay your power bill, 1% of the money is used to hire people whose jobs are to increase your power bill. Never see another rate increase from big energy again when you invest in solar energy for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. Getting you a return for your solar investment is Alan's main priority. 
You may even receive a negative bill from the energy company, meaning they pay you. Allen's primary concern is saving you money with solar. Enjoy consistent rates, a 30% federal tax credit, and increased market value on your home. Allen only sells what he believes will give you a great financial return. The unprecedented rate increases are only going to continue. Locking in a lower rate now means that no matter what the government lets big energy do, you'll still pay the same rate or less for your energy. Don't pay them to raise the rates on you. Make an investment with your power now. Make your investment today by contacting Allen. Call 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. Golden Eagle Financial, again, we just talked to Scott Garlis, and we've got our own financial advisor. That is Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith. Any questions you've got, you can ask Al directly. You can sit down, have a conversation, cup of coffee, whatever you need, 303-744-1128. Golden Eagle Financial will help you determine what will work best when creating a retirement strategy. Your retirement plan with Al Smith will consider possibilities that could threaten your nest egg. He helps you create a plan that allows for emergencies like death, illness, or adult children needing help to ensure the stability of your plan. Al will work with you to create a retirement strategy that withstands an urgent situation yet also aligns with your financial needs. With asset management from Al, You'll feel confident about the strength of your plan despite the possible contingencies. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will help you manage your financial assets with a well-rounded approach. Life happens. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or go to klzradio.com money. That's klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. One uh, topic I just haven't had a chance to get to this week that I was planning on, and uh, several of you sent me information on this while I was even on vacation last week. That was Douglas County's Pride Fest, where they had, uh, basically they put on this show, I guess you could say, at the fairgrounds, uh, it was a drag queen show, basically. Not basically, it was a drag queen show. And there were things shown there that, frankly, were not family-friendly at all. I haven't had a chance this week to really get into it. It's despicable. Shouldn't be happening. A lot of you in Douglas County are reacting to that, which, by the way, I believe you need to. Uh, that is something that does not need to happen, I don't think, any way, shape, or form. And it was definitely not a family event. I mean, if they want to have those events, great, fine, but not publicly, not at a fair type setting, and definitely not with children around. And it's just a way of grooming, in my opinion, kids in a way that they should not be groomed. So if I get a chance to talk about that more next week, I will. But thanks to all of you for sending that information. I didn't know anything about it until you did, and I appreciate you doing so. Tomorrow, we've got two new movies we're going to review, Medieval and Barbarian. And then this week, our movie rental hour will be Kidnapping and Hostages. And then last but not least, in hour number three, we're going to do a special at 5 o'clock in honor of 9-11. We'll be asking the question, where were you on 9-11, I know, uh, I know Jersey Joe has a great story if he's uh, able to join us. Hopefully he can and share his story. But a uh, very, very special day. We need to remember that as well. Honor it, if you would. We should never forget it. And that's why we're going to do an hour special on that tomorrow night at 5 o'clock. Have a great evening. If you missed the first hour, catch it next. You can listen to all of our past episodes also at our website, rushtoreason.com.